Get ready to drop the puck, take a free throw, and step up to the plate. It's time for the Metro East Sports Podcast on lineupmedia.fm. From the front office wealth strategy studio, welcome to the Metro East Sports Podcast, talking all things sports in the Metro East, season number four, show number 45, recorded Monday, December 11th. 2023. I am David Leip, and tonight's show features a bunch of Mespy winners and also a longtime coach from Granite City High School. We're going to start off with Linda Ames here in a few minutes. Then we've got 1A Girls Cross Country Team of the Year, Jim Helton and his star runner from McGivney High School, Elena Ryback. Guest number three, 2A Boys Cross Country Runner of the Year, Max Weber from CM and his coach, Jake Peel. They are also the 2A Mespy winners. And guest number four is Coach Potast. 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 I struggle with that one. Potast. <laughs> coach Calvin Potast from Triad High School, along with Dr. Langston, one of our great sponsors. And he's bringing with him 5A Football Player of the Year. I can't wait to meet this kid. Lane Manasmith, that's that's how I'm going to say it, from Triad High School, and this guy is 6'7", 5A All-State offensive and defensive lineman. And before we start, thanks to partners Cassens, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, Callaway Home Loans, Keller Williams Marquis, the Blasting Game Group, Integrity Spine and Joint Center, Front Office, Fiduciary Network, Oakbrook Golf Club, Viviano Heating and Air Conditioning, and Wang Gang Asian Eats. All right, Coach Coach Ames, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm Good. happy to be here. How long did you coach girls tennis at Granite City High School? I have been the tennis coach for 22 years. I was the coach for 11, took eight years off to raise my children, and then 11 years back. 22, that's a, that's a long time because you are retiring, and I was at that sectional seating meeting in Belleville West, uh, this last fall, when you told us all, you shocked us all and told us that you were retiring and it was your last sectional seating meeting. And I started thinking, you're younger than me and you're retiring ahead of me. How does that happen? I probably got a job a couple years before you. I think that I think that's yeah. it. Okay. So a long time, over over two decades, two different decades, over three different decades, really, right. mm-hmm. all, all said and done. How did, where does your tennis journey start? Because I happen to know that you were a player, but let's, let's tell the listeners. Well, I started playing tennis um, back when I was eight years old at the Granite City Park District, you know, at the Wilson Court Parks, uh, courts. My mom bought me a tennis racket. My brother signed me up, and away it went. And, you know, just one of those things, I fell in love with the sport and played a lot of other sports, you know, in Granite City, like we all do when we're young and I don't know, tennis was the one that I, I guess I maybe felt I excelled at the most and had the most fun at. And then I played in high school and had a good time. And who was the girls coach when you played at Granite? Coach Harmon, Dick Harmon. Okay. So he was my coach mm-hmm. when I graduated yep. in 84, and he was your coach when you graduated? In 86. Okay. I couldn't remember if you were one or two years younger than me, but I remember you being on the team at Granite. And uh, then when did you know you wanted to be a teacher? I knew my senior year in high school, I was just afraid to tell my 
my idol, Phil Chateau, he was a social studies teacher. I was worried he was going to tell me that I wasn't good enough or couldn't do it. And as soon as I told him, he was like, oh my gosh, I knew you should be a teacher and so funny. all of that. So I remember that name. Yeah. That's great. And so then where'd you go to school? College. I went to SIU, Edwardsville. And then I graduated in 1990. Had a little hard time finding a job because they weren't real plentiful then. Worked in the Hazelwood School District for two years. Okay. And I think that took me a that took me a couple of years. And then I moved to Granite when, um, after Coach Bunning passed away, um, then uh, a man named Dale Ashmore was teaching economics, and then he retired, and I was able to get Coach a or Mr. Ashmore's job. I remember Mr. Ashmore. Okay. So you start teaching, and, and were you coaching right away, the coaching very, girls tennis? The very first year, they called me like in July or something like that that summer, and I was like, you want me to do what? And, you know, I was overwhelmed, really, my first big teaching job, and you want me to coach in the fall. So you're so, like 25 years old? 26. 26. I was 26, and I'm like, okay. And I was clueless as to what I was getting into because, you know, with any, with, any, it's, with any coaching job, you're not just coaching. You also have to do all the paperwork. And that's where stuff gets a little rough. I think, you know, you just got so much to learn and you're responsible for these kids and you put them on a bus and you go places and you don't want to lose any of them and all of that stuff. And you're a teacher. And, and I'm teaching. Right. So you're not, you're not just coaching uh, seven hours a day. They don't give you no. four extra hours to do all this paperwork. What was it like for you to be coaching as a young person in the high school from which you just graduated eight years before? I, I wouldn't even say it was a dream because I never even thought that I'd be in that position. It was just something that happened, and there it was. So I just took it and ran with it. What kept you doing it all those years? And I know why you quit for a while because, like you said, you quit to, to raise your kids. But what kept you, what kept you coming back? You know, um, that's a good question. I, I don't really know. I, I know I have to attribute some of that to my parents. My parents were never people that started and stopped something. When they started something, they did it for a long time. So I think that's kind of where, you know, I, I got that ideal. And then by this time, I was married and um, to Dave Ames, who was an assistant soccer coach at Granite City and had been for many, many years. So I think it was just like, you just don't stop doing something. And if you're going to do something, you do it for a while. And, and you and you got along great with the kids. Absolutely. I think that's one of the things that that I've probably been most successful at in all of the roles that I've played at Granite City High School is my rapport with the kids. It's excellent. I know that. I've seen it in action. I, I see the rapport you have with the girls in the tennis team, and I know how much they love you. But you're not just a coach. You're not just a teacher. You do something else at Granite City that keeps you really busy. You are the student council. Correct. I'm the student council advisor. Um, I'm on the Renaissance Committee. I run May Carousel, and I'm the Varsity Club sponsor. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What does Varsity Club involve? Oh, it's just a regular old club, you know, that it's... Is it homeroom? No, it used to be. Yeah. Now now it's just whenever we meet. And, but, you know, the big thing we run, we run the big powder puff game during homecoming week, and it's varsity athletes. It's it's all right. It was a big deal when I went to Granite. It, it, it's Mr. Lang was the varsity club dude, sponsor, and you had to know the school song. And if you were late, you had to write the school song, and I was always getting in trouble. 
Um, we don't do that today. You don't? No. Okay. Student council does. That's the biggest one of those right, hats. Of right. all those extra, of all those co-curricular things you're doing, StuCo is the one where you put the most extra time in. Absolutely. What are some of the big responsibilities of student council at Granite City High School? Well, I run all of the homecoming activities. I run the prom. Uh, we run May Carousel, which this year will be the 102nd May Carousel, which is our celebration of seniors. 102nd. Yes, 102nd. So, and then the last thing is our Christmas basket program, which is, I, I, that's just the program that's near and dear to my heart. And in um, my 29 years as the student council advisor, we've delivered more than 4,000 baskets and collected more than $300,000. So I'm super proud of that. Try to stay humble, but you know, you also have to realize that lots of people have put a lot of effort and time, my student council reps who have went out and done cartwheels, sang songs, passed out candy to encourage people to give money. And it's pretty amazing what we've done. The Christmas baskets. True story. I was a senior in high school and delivering these Christmas baskets and it changed my life. Mm -hmm. At the end of that day, I was so grateful because we didn't have a lot when I was a kid. But when I saw the conditions... Of, of some people and, and how much they needed and how appreciative they were. I continue to do similar efforts because of that program. That program changed my life because I was in student council. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of look at it as I'm just the caretaker right now of it. It's been mine and I'm going to turn it over to someone else and somebody else started it. But we think it started back in the late 60s, early 70s, because North and South were both delivering baskets. So it's been around a long time and, you know, it's a program to be proud of. It is. Congratulations to you, you on that. That's a, that's a, a legacy that you have continued because I know that we, like I said, I did that program and I graduated in 84 and that was a big deal. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember the prom stuff and that was cool, but that wasn't life changing. No, no, not at all. And I also wasn't raised in a crazy wealthy home or anything, but I had everything that I needed and wanted and great parents and a warm home. And um, I knew that that was a lot more than a lot of other people had. Yeah, it made a, it made a lasting impact on me. So congratulations to you on, on all that good work, man. That's, that's, that's tough. And do you have a co-advisor or is it just you? No, it's just me. Wow. Yeah, it's just me. I get a little overwhelmed sometime, but, you know, you just breathe and move on. Does student council still meet every day at Granite City? Yes, we meet every day for a half hour. It's their half hour study hall. Yeah, that's that's why I did it, too. I mm -hmm. got into student council because my dad was going to be my my study hall teacher for a half an hour. <laughs> and he said, and I just I just cringed. I just didn't want to be around my dad. I love my dad still, but I, didn't, I wanted not to be around right, my dad. Right. So he said, why don't you run for student council? And the rest, rest was history. So mm -hmm. I did I did it all all four years. So, but tennis is what we're here to talk about, right? To a to a large degree, what will you miss about coaching tennis? You know, the the Granite City tennis program has never been, you know, the greatest winning program of any anything. And I've I've maybe I'm rationalizing when I say that high school sports has you know it's two faceted. One is competition, and one is participation, and. While we all want to win, I think, you know, deep down we all know that really 
what what we're all there for is to make kids participate because the studies all show that participation causes better grades and kids to come to school and all that kind of thing. So I, I really think it's just spending time with the girls and, you know, the last couple of years, maybe I've dreaded going a little bit, but once I get there, I'm fine, you know, because you, you get there and you have a good time and you laugh a little bit and, you know, but we still always wanted to play tennis and I've wanted to build tennis players to the best that I can because I've always had to make girls tennis players. They typically didn't come to me with any skill and it was like, okay, you got to learn how to do this in like a week. Let's go. And we've come out with some pretty decent players. You have, mm-hmm. you have. I remember, uh, Kim was Jennifer Kim, Jenny Kim. She was in my eight years that I did not coach. Oh, yes. So I, um, was I did. Julie, not, the coach then. Julie was the coach then. Yes, she was good. Mm-hmm. And then uh, tell me some other players. I would say I knew you were going to ask me this, so I've been thinking about it. I started off with Gita Kumar, who was yes. a really good player. Um, I'd move on to Tiffany Rath, uh, Marley Coglin. Yes. And uh, then, you know, I really think I'd move to Peyton Hatfield, who just graduated a few years ago, and I think she's – is Peyton on your show? Yes. I yeah, I think she, she was. She played some soccer. Too, yeah, right? Peyton, Peyton came around, and um, COVID kind of helped me out. I picked her up a little bit, and she wasn't crazy about playing volleyball, not anything to do with the coach, just volleyball itself. And she loved playing tennis, and that girl's the energizer bunny. She can run anything down and loved playing tennis. I gave those Kumar kids – Tennis lessons when I was still in high school, I think. Mm-hmm. That, yep. That's a long time ago. Yep. Wow. Well, what are you going to miss? You're going to miss it all next year? I, you know, I think I've done everything for so long that I'm ready to move on. It, it's time to do that. And I think what COVID showed me more than anything, that it was okay to have downtime. And I was okay with it. So, you know... I'm ready to spend time with my husband and do what we want to do. My daughter lives in Kansas City. Uh, my son's around here, but I can do what I want to do. And, you know, I don't have to keep my calendar around Granite City High School. That'll be amazing. Mm-hmm. So you're, cause you're, you're retiring from all of it. All of it. Yep. Yeah. Cause I'm, you know, someday soon, I don't know when <laughs> exactly, but someday soon I'll have a similar, mm-hmm. similar, well, don't get out of here yet. I want to thank a partner first. Thanks to partner Cassins Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, the number one place to purchase a vehicle in the Metro East. If you're in the market for a new or a pre-owned car, check out Cassins Inventory in person where they've been for 25 years or online at, at Cassins.com. Cassins has earned the highest ratings for customer service. Their expert staff is committed to making your car buying experience enjoyable, including convenient on-site financing. I've purchased Four vehicles there, and I will not buy a car or a truck or a minivan anyplace else. With over 90 years of experience in the Metro East, Cassins is the clear-cut leader for quality, service, and customer satisfaction. Go see Steve, Cliff, Holly, Greg, Bob, Mike, or Trent today. Okay. How do you think you're going to be remembered at Granite City High School next year when, when the name Mrs. Ames comes up when Linda Ames comes up what do you want people to say I I haven't given that much thought you know I just hope that people think I was fair and did a good job at what I did and you know that I put my heart into everything that that I was responsible for I think I think I'll remember you as a as a nice coach a a good person at my alma mater that I that I enjoyed seeing for sure and who made really awesome cookies thanks 
You brought those cookies to that last to that last yeah. meeting, and that 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 was that was a really awesome cookie. And that's always easy to win people over with food. Well, it's been a tough week in the Granite City tennis community as we lost our former coach, John Van Buskirk. What did John Van Buskirk meet, mean to you? How, how well did you know him? I knew John really well. I didn't mention Emma as one of my best players, but you know his granddaughter, Emma Van Buskirk, was an incredible tennis player, and she came out as a, as a freshman. And I remember somebody goes, I'm going to bring my friend with me next time. And I was like, oh, who's your friend? And she goes, Emma. And I said, does Emma have a last name? And she goes, Van Buskirk, and I just about did a cartwheel Yeah, because I was like, oh, my gosh. And so Coach Van Buskirk was around a lot over the next four years and um, helped me out a lot. He helped Emma and all the other girls and, you know, just an incredible. It's so hard to describe the, the impact that he could have on kids, and he was always so calm and just had a way of, of leading them and teaching them and coaching them in, in the right direction. And I mean, he just had this aura around him and every, every student loved him. He was unique and imposing. Mm-hmm. And to say that he was, for me to say that he was the number one influence on my life outside of my family, without a doubt. That's amazing. The amount of time that I spent with that man and, you know, Standing around and talking to his to his uh, wife and and his kids Thursday night, we talked about kids don't learn tennis like we learn tennis by going out to Wilson Park and learning from from Coach Van Buskirk or he and Debbie picking me up in the car and, mm-hmm. and us spending hours out there. You know, it's all it's all organized, right? It's all go to this camp, go to this academy. And at Wilson Park, it was a totally different vibe. And for me, it started with John Van Buskirk. And I'll never be able to repay him or his family for the amount of time he he spent with me. But, um, you know, it's just, he just, you know, we you and I spoke for a moment before we started about the soccer community losing Gene Baker this year. And, and John Van Buskirk was, was sort of that to a lot of us. Right, exactly. To a lot of us in the tennis community. So um, our thoughts, my thoughts are definitely with the uh, Van Buskirk family. And, and tomorrow uh, is a service for Coach Van Buskirk right. at Irwin. At, at uh, 3 o'clock, I believe, is uh, the wake. Or, folks, it's, a, it's an open um, thing there at Irwin at 3 o'clock. And then there's a ceremony at 7 o'clock. So, right, right. Well, Linda, I don't want to end on a on a melancholy note. So uh, we are remembering uh, John Van Buskirk, Van Buskirk in a positive way. But congratulations to you. Thank you. Thank on, you on your on your career. I I mean that um, you've had a great uh, impact on the program. Thank you. And you know, I I really appreciate it because when you texted me and said, "Hey, you want to be on this?" I'm like, "Me? Really? I'm not like the greatest coach of. I've never you know never thought that I was and." You know, it's just uh, I was kind of thrilled, and oh. thank you. John said, when I told him I was having you on the podcast, his exact words were, "She was very good for that program." That's very that, sweet. That those girls needed you. That's what he said yeah. about you to me. That's so, wonderful. So uh, that's how I feel about you too. So congratulations, thank you, on a great career. And congratulations on being able to do whatever the hell you want next year. <laughs> that's that's what I'm going to do. Thanks, Linda. All right. Thank you. We're going to talk 1A Girls 
cross country with runner of the year, Elena Ryback and her coach, Jim Helton. Runner of the year, team of the year. But first, Edwardsville has a bunch of great restaurants. But at the top of my list is Wang Gang Asian Eats. I've been a huge fan for years. Why? Their contemporary Asian menu is loaded with innovative takes on classic Asian flavors. Tasty appetizers like pot stickers, choo-choo shrimp, and crab rangoon. Delicious entrees like their famous drunken noodle and the dragon poke bowl. Combined with their unique bar menu and world-class service makes, makes Wang Gang a perfect destination for date night, family night, or even Sunday brunch. But if Asian ain't your thing, pop into Chappie's right next door for the best burgers, fried chicken shakes, and the coldest beer on the planet. Located just west of Edwardsville High School, it's easy to find, and you'll be glad you checked out both places. By the way, all guests who appear on this podcast get a free milkshake at Chappie's. How about that, Coach? Hey, there you go. I have to run it off. <laughs> I think I think you can afford the calories. Welcome back, Hall of Fame Coach Jim Helton. Good to see you again. Thank you. Thank you. Very Second much. time on the show, right? Yeah. And you brought with you your star runner, the greatest female runner in the history of McGivney High School. Is it safe to say that? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Elena Ryback. Elena, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Good to see you. Team, regional champ. Elena, individual champ. Sectional, team, second. Elena, first. Congratulations. Runner of the year. Great year. Thank you. Was it everything you thought this year would be? Um, yeah, you know, I had think I had a really great year, but um, I was a little disappointed about state. Um, I was hoping to break 17 minutes at state as I ran a 17.09, so I was pretty close to that. But overall, I was I was really proud of my performance this season. Could you d- did you have a a under a sub 17 in you that day? What happened? I mean, that race, I knew I had to get out hard in my first mile because. The girls were a lot faster than what I was used to running with all season. And so I knew taking that risk, I was possibly going to pay for it later on. And so at the end of the day, um, you know, I just didn't have a perfect day. Uh, um, but, yeah, I think overall I, you know, I, I ran my best, but it wasn't perfect. But the pace was faster than you were used to? Girls were faster than you were used to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my first mile was, was pretty quick compared to what I had started out with all season. But the team had a great season, Coach. Congratulations. Lots of, lots of hardware, uh, lots of great efforts. What will you remember from this season? Probably that top 10 finish. I think anytime you can finish in the top 10, you kind of legitimize a program. And um, I've been around this a long time. I've had several top 10, team, you know, top 10 teams, previous coaching stints. Um, those are always special. Uh, if you can garner a trophy, that's even more special. It didn't happen this time, but getting that top 10 was a tremendous uh, accomplishment for our program. First time in the top 10 for the Griffins? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was our third time. Let's see, we've always qualified for state, either boys or girls, since, uh, what, 2018. And so I think I, I came on in 18, and so we had an individual qualifier, and then 19 we had a boy uh, we had boys team, and then we had another boys team, and then COVID hit, but we had a couple of individuals, and then a uh, girls team, uh, got Elena's freshman year, um, and then boys and girls both, 
this uh, year after that, and then this year the girls' team. Um, and each time we've gotten better and better, and so it was nice to see that top 10 finish. How would you describe your season this year, Elena? Um, I think it was great. You know, it started out um, pretty strong, and, you know, just as the season went on, I just started getting more and more confidence racing because um, one of the things I learned was that, like, you don't have to be at the very front of the race from the start to be in control of the race, and so that was why I started racing more confidently and just taking more risks towards the end of the season is because I was just had a lot more confidence and was stronger mentally. Where do you run your home races? Right around our school ca- uh, campground or our school grounds. We actually uh, constructed a, a path around the school. I mean, it's three laps, so I mean, it's not probably the most exciting uh, course. But be able to have, last year we had some of the parents step up and we were able to get um, kind of a wood chip type trail around it. And so we kind of run some grass, run some wood chips, uh, and that's been kind of a a, a nice off, I want to say off uh, asphalt, off of that type of running, which has been able to stick, I think, probably stay a little bit healthier and then... Uh, be able to have that uh, home course advantage. I don't want to say advantage, but uh, we hosted conference the last two years in a row and we were able to be successful both on boys and girls' side. You're hosting the conference three years in a row? Well, yeah, and we'll do it next year again too. Yeah. How do they decide who hosts the conference in your conference? Uh, the only one with a course. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, we stepped up. I mean, uh, you know, I guess three years ago uh, it wasn't the gateway. And I'm trying to think where it was. Uh, it was the same as the county meet. Yeah, same as the county meet. Okay. And so we, um, uh, that's right. So it was at East Dalton Wood River, I believe. And so this the next year then we were like, you know what, let's develop a course. We'll host it. And it takes a little bit of work, but that's okay. And uh, we were able to host it and uh, had great support. In, in constructing it, and then this year we followed up with it, and then next year um, we've already, I, I know we've got some construction around the school, so we'll have to probably make a few adjustments, but uh, uh, it's flat and fast, um, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it's nice to have the opportunity to run in front of folks, and uh, we don't get to do that too often. People can see the whole race because it's right yeah. there at the school? Right at school, yeah. That's yep. kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And multi serve. I mean, we kind of, like I said, it's wood chip, so it's a little bit softer. Uh, we run out around the lake, and so we've got that lake on the backside of it. And so they kind of disappeared for a little bit, and it has a little bit of gradual up and down to it. So I, we say flat and fast, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's not as difficult as some of the other courses we've run, but it makes it honest for everybody. Really dominant season for you locally in, in 1A. You had some competition with. Altoff, Modern Day, Roxana, Marquette, but really you were the class of of 1A this year, um, partly because Elena wasn't the only great runner on your team. You had another All-State runner as well. Yeah, Caitlin Hadley uh, has been, she kind of came out as default uh, the COVID year. Uh, I don't think she was probably looking at cross country as a freshman, but came out and had a fantastic season for us. Uh, and then follow that up with an all-state track performance, and then 
she and Elena came on. I mean, Elena came on board, and Jane Cummings uh, come on board, and we kind of had those top three pretty solid all year, and then getting that uh, four, five, six, uh, seven uh, to be consistent for us really, uh, I think helped us out this year. Uh, we had that strong, those low sticks. I always say, hey, every team's a little bit different, and so we had those two low sticks up front. And then Jane was really solid. She uh, probably, in a, in a lot of teams, she would be their number one runner. And so as a three runner for us, she was really solid. And then getting a, a fourth runner, Ainsley Turkington was a freshman, Mackenzie Jones a freshman, Isabella Harris a junior, uh, and then uh, Bella Rodinius uh, also was a dual sport athlete. And then uh, we was, she was full time for us towards the end of the season. How many girls did you have out overall? Seven. In your whole program? In the whole program, yeah. yeah. In some ways, that's easier. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it, it, it makes it tough. I mean, uh, you know, if you uh, – I'm real cognizant of Owies. You know, I'll be honest with you. You know, I mean, we've got a uh, – we probably cross-trained a little bit more this year. Uh, you know, every so often, if I feel like we have an intense workout, we'll go in the pool. We'll have a pool workout the following day, or if we have a which pool, um, we utilize the YMCA in Maryville, and so there uh, we have some kiddos that are uh, part of the program, but they have a time period that they can kind of block uh, off for us, and so we can use the deep end, and we'll use aqua joggers and go in there, and you do everything heart rate anyway, and so I can do any type of workout in the pool based upon heart rate, and uh, so we can I, I can train them. And uh, without any pounding, and we were able to use like I think uh, intermittently, maybe a little bit more this year than in years past. But we were able to stay healthy pretty much all year too. That's everything, huh? Yeah. When you only have yeah. seven. When you only have seven, yeah. And then try into, you know, tr- so how do you train a state level top all staters, and then with only seven, and so it's a balance. And so I think training our boys and girls together, which we do. We had 10 boys this year. I think in years past, we've had a couple more than that. But having both programs training together, uh, all in together, I think really helps us out. And so that 1A program, um, you know, pretty solid, pretty strong. Uh, can we be better? Yeah, we can be better. And, and we believe that we can be better. Well, you could have been much better this year, at least compared to the Local teams, right. in, in terms of the scores, you were the dominant 1A yeah. team. Yeah. What are you looking forward to next year? Because you get Elena back amongst others. Yeah, um, we'll have everybody back but Kaylin. Um, and again, every year, like I tell the team, it is going to look a little bit different. Uh, you know, our guys squad before, you know, we didn't have a real low stick, but we had a great tight pack. And then, so next year, we're going to have to redefine what we're going to be. We had two low sticks last year, and uh, Jane was close, and then our pack was pretty tight. We've just got to get the pack better, and we've got to do a pretty good job of uh, getting additional runners out. I think that's the one thing that I like about our squad is we had a girl run number four for us this year, Mackenzie Jones. She started the season at 25 minutes and finished the season at 20.30. So she took almost five minutes off her personal best over a three-mile race. And, um, you know, 
had no running experience other than a little bit of junior high mile stuff, but no cross country experience. And, and I think at McGivney, we have the opportunity to do that with a lot of student athletes if they'll give us a chance. A lot of kids are a little fearful of it because, like you said, we're kind of the class of the area, and they're like, oh, man, I don't know if we can do that or not. Give us a chance. We'd like to do it. I want to hear more about your goals for next year and beyond, Elena. But first, Andy Calloway of Calloway Home Loans saves me money every month now, and he'll save my family thousands in the long run. How? He refinanced my existing mortgage, and he can do the same for you. Rates are all over the place, but you need to take advantage of an easy, fast, and affordable way to refi. They do conventional FHA and VA loans. And ask for the Metro Esports podcast special. If you refinance with Andy, he'll donate $500 to the Metro East high school or junior high team of your choice. How would you like 500 bucks for your cross-country program, Coach? I'd like that pretty well. All you've got to do is get some of those McGivney parents to refinance with Andy Calloway. Terms and conditions apply. Give him a call today at 618 830 Three 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 two, save money and support your favorite team in the Metro East. Coach, you get two or three of these parents to refi through Andy. There's your budget for the whole year, man. I'd buy a lot of wood chips. That'd be a lot of a lot of chips. Now uh, I'll, I'll make another couple of laps around. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. All right. Big goals for the spring: state champion again, girls track. Is that where your eyes are set? What are you working on right now to get ready for the spring? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to track. Um, not only am I looking to, you know, repeat again as a state champ as an individual. Um, our relays, our 4x800 and our 4x400, we're definitely shooting big for them. Um, our 4x8, actually last year, we got second at indoor state, but we actually broke the indoor record, but we got second. So this year we're definitely looking to, you know, win state in that and indoor and outdoor and potentially even go for – a few 1A records in the 4x8. Um, and then also we were hoping to win the 4x4 as well because um, we got third last year. And so I think we're going to be even stronger this year. So the relays are definitely a big thing about track. I mean, that's why like I love track so much is because of the relays and getting to anchor them. Um, but then also as an individual, you know, just keep bringing my times down, specifically the 800 and the mile. Um, and, you know, just running at bigger meets as well, I think, just to help me get more experience, get ready for college. One of those that you prefer, cross-country or, or the distance track events, or is it just, just a, you're just going to do them both forever? I mean, I prefer track better, but, um, you know, I love cross-country too. So, I mean, I'm always going to be doing both, but track is a little bit better in my opinion. <laughs> more fun for you. Yeah. Okay, well... Congratulations, Mespi winners, 1A Runner of the Year, Elena Ryback, and 1A Team of the Year, Father McGivney, Coach Helton, good to see you again. Elena, nice to meet you. Thank you. Thanks for coming in, guys. Thank, Thank you, you very much. 2A Mespi winners for Boys Cross Country Team and Individual of the Year are in the studio from Civic Memorial High School, but first, I got to talk about real estate. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the Metro East on the Illinois or the Missouri side, please give our partners at Keller Williams Marquis Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game the chance to serve you. 
They've got offices in O'Fallon and Edwardsville with more than 165 agents. The Blasting Games are a family-owned business that has helped over 11,000 families find just the right home. The Lipes are one of those families. Jeb and Ginger sold our house quickly because they're experts at staging and pricing, and they helped us find the perfect home, and they can do the same for you. No wonder they've been ranked in the top 10 real estate teams in North America. Give Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game a call at 618-578-9276 or check them out online at BlastingGameGroup.com. You will not be disappointed. Let's talk Eagle running. Congrats, Coach. Welcome back. Good to see you again. Thanks for having us, Dave. Jake, how many times you been on this show? I feel like every time I turn around, you're winning something and you're back here. Uh, I think it's three or four, something like that. It's it's the kids. I just get to come with them. Well, <laughs> you know what? When you're awesome, you get to come back all the time. And tonight you brought with you 2A runner of the year, Max Weber. Max, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Max, what do you remember about this season, man? Because you guys had a lot of success. Um, yeah, it was great. Um, conference, county regionals, three in a row wins. That was pretty exciting. Uh, sectionals and state weren't exactly what we want. Even with not our best races, we all we placed very high. And you're only a sophomore, so you're not even done with half of your high school career. You've done you're done with half of your high school cross country career, but you've got track. I assume you're looking forward to this kid in the spring, and then you've got two more years of cross country coming up. You got to be stoked about that, coach. It's going to be a lot of fun. This is the kind of kid that when arguably the best two-way runner in the area, one of the top two-way runners in the area, is only a sophomore. That's the kind of kid you build your program around. Absolutely, and uh, he's just one of many uh, sophomores that really have a great culture. We've got great senior leadership, and uh, next two years we're not going anywhere. What would you remember from this year? Because you had a lot of tough competitions. What were the highlight moments for you, Coach? Man, it was uh, really special, but definitely the uh, postseason run, uh, having a perfect score at the county meet was pretty cool, Uh, and then winning our second in a row, second, only second in school history conference title, uh, that was really memorable just because of some of the uh, adversity that we had leading into it. Uh, So you win that, you win the conference last year, and it's the first time in the history of the school you win it, and people look at you and they say, ah, it's a fluke. But you did it again. Now they're looking at you saying you're the team to beat. Does that feel different? Uh, definitely uh, feels different. Getting to the top feels uh, a lot different than uh, sustaining that level of success. It, it's tough on me, tough on the kids, but we thrive on it. It's fun. It is harder to get there than it is to stay there because once, you, once you've gotten there, then your players have expectations. But until you've done it once, at least that was my experience. Was it easier to win the second time than the first time, or was uh, it harder? Uh, I, I can't speak for Max, but personally I thought it was uh, harder just because of uh, not only did we get better this year, but everybody in the conference did. And the, the Valley is just so tough. We've got such amazing athletes and coaches. It's a lot of fun just to compete with them week in and week out. But know that that Thursday, middle of October, that's when we got to put our pieces together, and that's when it counts. What's been the secret? for your team to establish consistency as a program. What have you been able to do? Just uh, consistent training, staying healthy, and just uh, 
trust in the process, um, never getting too high, too low. It, it's a long season. You handle a lot of, a lot of adversity, uh, but it's just the kids coming together and just, it's a band of brothers just going out there and pouring it all out for each other. All right, Max. How old were you when you figured out that uh, running was your thing? Um, I started running in about fourth grade, cross country, but I didn't start taking it serious or thinking that I could be good till about eighth grade year, probably when it was more. Before that, practices were just like having fun, like didn't really take them serious, but then eighth grade I started running every day and stuff. Describe your attitude as an athlete. Describe yourself as an athlete. Um, I'd just say consistent and just trying to do the best that I can every day. Do you love cross country? Most days. Most days I love running, but there's tough days, but just staying consistent. Just had Elena Ryback, 1A Girls Runner of the Year, and she her face lit up when we talked about track and the relays. How do you feel? What what is your favorite thing to run? Is it cross country? Is it the mile? Is it the is it the four by eight hundred? What what is your thing that you love to run? Uh, I love cross country just because of the team aspect, just because everybody's running the same race and it's all just for each other as a team. All right. How's your training been, Coach? If you are you, last time I talked to you, or at least one time I talked to you, you were running a virtual Boston Marathon. You still running a lot? Uh, trying to, trying to keep up with uh, Max and some of these other kids. Planning on running uh, Boston in April. In a few weeks ago, November, we did the Great River Road Run, the ten miler, and um, I Max, saw your picture. Max uh, sniped me at the last mile. Uh, he he was closing hard. Um, he's just a stud. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> so, you beat him on the Great River Road Run. Barely. Last mile. Is he the first runner at the school that's been able to beat you? Uh, no, Jackson Coleman's uh, beat me last year, but uh, most of the time, if it's a race, 5K or under, like I'll, I'll just tell them, I'm like, we don't need to lace up and, and race. Like If you think you can beat me, that's fine, but if we were to race, I'll, I'll make you hurt. Like It's going to be fun. We're going to compete. And you made him compete that day? Is it special for you to beat him? Uh, yeah. It was kind of a goal I had going into it. But it helps push me a little bit more. I remember when I was coaching as a young person like you are now, and the kids on my team could not beat me. And I thought, we need to get to a point when all these kids, <laughs> when all these kids can beat me, and we're there now. So maybe one day you'll have a team where, like, they can all beat you. And then I think you'll be – I think you'll have pride that day. Don't you think you'll be happy? I sure hope so. I just remember this a lot this fall, uh, being in slower and slower training groups. And I'm like, guys, what the heck? What are you doing to me? <laughs> but that's a great problem to have. What's it like uh, training with Coach? Um, it really just shows you that like what he's telling you to do works because he's doing it himself every day. So, All right. How good can you be? Um, if I stay consistent and keep working hard, I don't think there's a limit. What are your goals, short-term and long-term? Do you have goals for next year, cross-country? Uh, All-state is definitely a goal. Plays very well as a team is another goal. And then beyond that is just college running. You see yourself that. running in college? For sure, yeah. How much 
Uh, we were just talking with the McGivney uh, people, like I said, and, and they do some pool workouts. And I know that the Edwardsville coach, uh, Coach Patrilak, does a pool workout on a fairly consistent basis. How much cross-training like that are you doing? Uh, not much. I haven't really. How about cigarette smoking? Are you doing much of that? I've tried to cut back on that. boy. See, Jake, you're doing a good job of coach, you know. Okay, so you gotta live. You gotta live clean if you're gonna be a, a cross country runner, and that means I feel like sleep and and fuel are so important. How much coaching do you do in terms of go to bed at night, eat the right stuff? How much of that coaching are you doing, Coach? Uh, I try to give that talk at least once a week, but uh, one of our guys on our team, Dre, he reminds everybody to get plenty of sleep and uh, you know eat all their meals. So sometimes I don't have to. But I really try to prioritize towards the end of the season that, you know, the most important sleep that you can get before meet is two days out and just really focus in on that. And, and it makes a lot of sense when we have a lot of early buses and things like that. You're not able to go to sleep as early, but it's just a good reminder. All right. I asked him to describe his attitude. Maybe it's not fair to bring a sophomore kid on the show and put him on the spot like that, but I did it. How would you describe Max? Uh as an athlete, on on race day, uh, Max is a stone cold killer. He doesn't doesn't talk a lot. Uh, he's just all about the business, going out and uh, competing hard, and just uh, doing whatever. You know, we talked about his race plan. He is so so savvy. He races far above the level of a sophomore in terms of just race preparation, like mentally and physically. He is very very smart athlete. Uh, just day-to-day, though, he's a great teammate. Um, he just comes in every day, ready to work, uh, has fun. He Even our easy days, he takes those very, very serious, making sure that we're running at a good, consistent pace that also, like, it's not too, too taxing on our heart rate, and he's also kind of helps keep that in check. It, you don't see the top guy on your team going out and, pushing the pace the day after a workout he really you know just by by effort just really shows everybody like what it takes and next year he's going to be a junior so this year he was still an underclassman so to speak so he he wasn't or was he the leader on the team this year oh that was definitely our seniors dj dutton lucas noggle justice eldridge but uh next year i'm very excited to see uh how the leadership uh mold just falls into place for the team when they're gone. Are you looking forward to fulfilling some type of leadership role next year, Max? Um, I'm definitely more just going to miss the seniors that we're going to be losing, but I'll be, I'm going to try to be ready to step up. What will you do as a leader, as a new leader next year, as a, as a kid that the other kids are going to look up to next year? I mean, they're going to know that you won the Mespy, and that's a big deal, and they're going to look <laughs> up at you, and they're going to say, you know, Max Weber is the leader of this team. What are you going to do to lead the Eagles next year? Um, I think just leading by example is always the best thing to do. Just not changing how, just keep working hard, doing the right things, sleeping, eating right, just all that, and hopefully it'll like rub off on everybody else. What do you think, Coach? Are you on to something here with this kid? Uh, I sure hope so. Who are the other teams that you got to watch out for next year? Who's going to be somebody to keep an eye on in 2A? Boys cross country? Uh, definitely Mascuda. They had less seniors in their top seven than we did. They've got a great front three. Uh, they had some 
good guys at the under underclass level. They beat us by one point for the JV conference title. Uh, and then Highland, um, Coach Shannon does a great job there as well, and he's got uh, a set of twins coming in that one of them was All-State for IESA, and Triad's bringing back a lot of guys. Um, and obviously Coach Huffman at Waterloo does an amazing yep. job, so we're not discounting anybody. It's a tough conference for uh, cross-country here lately. It seems like just it's just loaded. You said at one point five teams were in the top ten? Uh, top 30. Top thirty. Top thirty. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a quite a quite an accomplishment for the conference. So congratulations to all of you on getting that done. So for you to keep moving forward and keep having this success, what will it take in Bethalto at Civic Memorial High School? Uh, definitely got to get our our junior high uh, up and going. So I hope they have a great track season. Hope to be a little bit more uh, involved with uh, with that and seeing them grow, but. Really, uh, this spring, looking for just a great cap on my seniors' career and really seeing our freshmen and sophomores compete level, com- compete well at the freshman-sophomore level and see if they can uh, contribute at the varsity level and get a chance to get some opportunities to qualify for state as well. I might be wrong, but I feel like this is year number two for you as the head coach. For track, yes. For track. So... That's a tough gig. I feel like there. I feel like there's a special level of organization involved with being a head track coach. Uh, sure is, and definitely uh, kudos to the rest of my coaching staff and our athletic director Todd Hannaford for all the home meets that we put on last season. Uh, definitely stretched us thin, but uh, I enjoyed having to meet at home, even with all the stress and not having to ride a bus somewhere far away for the postseason meets, like conferences, girls sectionals, for example. Well, congrats. Congrats, Jake, on all the success you've had there. Shout out to Hannah Miser, who I think is one of the kids we've had on the show the most. Absolutely. She's yeah. doing good things. Where is she running again? She's at uh, SIU Carbondale. She's a Saluki. She sure is. And she had a good fall season, ran, you said, about six or seven on that team? Mm-hmm. Good for her. And she'll run track in the spring or not? Uh, yeah, she'll do indoor first and then uh, outdoor in the spring. So. All right. Coach Peel, congrats on all the success. 2A Team of the Year. And Max Weber, 2A Runner of the Year. Congratulations to you two. And looking forward to seeing you have two more great years at CM. Thank you. Up next, we're going to talk football with 5A Player of the Year from Triad High School, Lane Monismith, who's in the studio with his coach, Coach Pottist. And also, we've got in the studio Dr. Langston, one of our great sponsors. First, I want to talk about golf. Located northeast of Edwardsville, Oakbrook Golf Club is a family-owned 27-hole public golf facility, and their goal is to offer the highest quality golf experience for a reasonable fee. Oakbrook is consistently recognized for awards such as friendliest staff, best course to host a fundraiser, and best senior scramble in the bi-state area. From fundraisers to leagues to instruction to an afternoon out on the links by yourself or with your friends, the Brook wants to win your business. I've personally played and hosted multiple golf scrambles there, and I can attest Mike Surrey and his staff are the best. To book your next tee time or to start organizing your next fundraising scramble, give them a call at 656-5600 or check them out online at oakbrookgc.com. Dr. Langston, you've been to Oak Brook quite a few times, I bet. 
Uh, yeah, I actually have. We play a lot of scrambles out there and have a really good time out there. And you're always involved with sponsorship of a bunch of events out there. I feel like you're always out there. Yeah, definitely. It's a great course. Okay. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. Let's start with you, Coach Pottis. Good to see you again. Thanks for having me back. Last time I had a Pottis on the show, it was your lovely wife who was here with, with Emma. That is correct. The golfer of the year. So well, the coaching, the famous Pottis coaching duo from triad high school i don't know if it's about that it's about the athletes that we get to coach that helps a lot well if you guys are building a reputation there though so you're and you're doing good work as a young couple there and i appreciate how much how much sacrifice and how much work is involved with that and you have brought with you lane monosmith lane good to see you thank you for having me six foot seven 320 pounds is what you're listed as man you are you're not you're not easy to miss Yep. good to see you okay Let's start with uh, how about a coach's description of of Lane? How, what's it like coaching this guy? The only all state player five A in the area. Um, it was a blessing. The amount of work he puts in uh, and the leadership that he gave to our team this year. I mean, he uh, reestablished line of scrimmage on that side of our offensive line. I think we ran right probably seventy five percent of the time when we ran the ball. Um, Isaac knew he could trust his right side. Never had to worry about anybody beating Lane with Pat. I don't think he gave up a sack. After week one, the rest of the year, unless it was on a stunt or something, I mean, he played against some great players too and held his own. And he was the anchor of our offensive line. Him and uh, Zach Van Tegen on the right side were the most important part of our offense. Offensive line and defensive line. How would you describe your game, Lane? Uh, super physical, obviously. You know, just head down, run, running people over usually. How old were you when you started playing football? Uh, I think I was five years old when I started playing. Okay, for the so you've been playing forever. Uh huh. Any other sports for you at Triad? Uh, I play basketball and I throw shot and disc for track and field. You're playing basketball this year? Yeah. Okay, how's that going? It's going pretty good. We're doing we're doing well as a team. Okay, and Dr. Langson, I know that you've got a personal relationship with Lane. Yeah, I mean, I've I've actually known his family um, ever since I've been in Troy for the most part, and this year uh, Lane was having some issues and. We we do what we can to keep him out on the field and keep him mowing people over, as we can see. Keep him healthy, because you're a busy guy and you're always playing sports, and that takes a lot of wear and tear on your body. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> Man, a few words. I love it. <laughs> offensive side of the ball, defensive side of the ball. Is there one side that you like better? Uh, offense definitely. I'm a I'm a defense is all right. I just I like pancaking people on offense. That's what you love to do, huh? Mm-hmm. Did did you keep track of the pancakes this year, coach? I did not. Did you keep track, Lane? No, I coach Zobers maybe did. I mean, it was it was a bunch. There was weeks it was five, six. And there was weeks it was a few more and a few less. But it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. All state season for you. You got to have a bunch of positive memories. What were some of the positive memories that you'll take from this season? Some of the great games, some of the great plays that you remember. Obviously, Collinsville was a was a great game. Like our team, you know, pick six, like first play on offense isn't always a good start, but we came back. Our defense, I mean, we did get up points, but our defense turnovers played phenomenal. And offense, we just always answered in the game winning field goal. So it was great. How about you, Coach? What would you take away from this season? Uh, just how much better we got as a team and grew as a team and uh, put in new things and how successful it was by the end of the year. My goal was for us to be better at the end than we were at the beginning, and we definitely hit that um, and improved every week. Um, and that really – was why we were successful this year. I mean, we could have, we had some downs and we had some ups, but we ended on the ups, all except for the last game, which sometimes you just run into a better team. And I told him after 
an early season loss. As long as we lost to a better team, we could go away and be happy with it, and that's what happened. And it, this was your first season as the head coach, just to remind our listeners of that as well. And that was a, a transition for you, I'm sure. Yeah, it was a heck of a transition. Um, it makes it really good when you got gay, guys like Lane Monta-Smith and the other groups of seniors that were around him. We had a great group of 19 of them this year, um, and they made it a lot easier. They bought in and made it much easier for me to be in my first year. So you're a basketball guy, not a wrestler. Not a wrestler. I'm su- I'm surprised you never got in there, but I bet you when those basketball coaches saw six seven, they grabbed you quick. Yeah, they did. You're a wrestler, state champion wrestler. What do you think? Could you have turned this kid into a monster on the mat? Uh yeah, I think we could have. I think he would have. Uh, he would have done quite well with the size and and the strength. And I mean, he's he's a solid man. I mean, whenever uh, when we're working on him in the room, you know. I'm I'm almost about six one, almost three hundred pounds, and it takes everything I have to to get him going and moving for sure. You line his back. You got to do that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That has his work with you been integral to your success as an athlete? Yeah, I, um, I definitely think one game, you know, his game was going good, and then just got started. Back was getting tight, and I I definitely affected my play. And then when I got in with him, it started to get better throughout the season. I definitely think that was a big part in me getting better. There you go. That's what you and I have in common. He got me back going again. My wrist was killing me, my thumb, all that kind of stuff. I was couldn't play tennis anymore, and he helped me out. I'm glad to hear he helped you. Mm-hmm. You help a lot of those kids at uh, Triad High School. Yeah, we do our best. You know, we try to. You know, that's that's what I love to do. You know, help out as much as we can. Especially, it's fun to watch. You know, like I said, I can remember Lane when he was young. So it's fun to watch him kind of you know grow and get better and and become the the man that he is today for sure. And I think. The key is that you work well with the trainers and the coaches at Triad. You know, if you're out there just like, you know, freelancing on your own and coming up with your own programs, then it's not it's not going to work. No, definitely not. Um, you know, Jack, the trainer over there, he's we've known each other again um, basically 10 years. Well, maybe even a little longer than that. And uh, we work really good with each other. We talk, you know, practically every day. Hey, I got this or I got that. What do you think about this? What should we do here? You know, so it's a it's a good uh, collaborative approach, which is the way. Everything should be healthcare wise. Was it always your destiny to play football? I imagine you've always been in the upper ninetieth percentile in terms of in terms of size, right? Yeah, I've always I've always loved playing football, and it's just it's always been a place in my life where I can go and just relax and have fun doing. Did you ever give this kid the ball? Did you ever like line him up as a tight end or anything like that, or did he never ask for it? He never actually asked for it that I can remember. Um, <laughs> No, we never did. It never came across my mind. Um, maybe a mistake, I don't know. But when you're grew up moving people out of the way like he was, there was no reason. We just followed him. I mean, we ran right a lot, especially when we needed a yard or two. Did he go out with you to take the coin toss before the games? He was. With he, you? Yes. He Did people ever look at you and say, Coach, looking at Lane, and then look at you thinking I, that you were the team captain? Yeah, I always stood on the other end, so he didn't make me look too small, I'll be honest. Well, I mean, just you're a very youthful-looking person. Yeah. And, Lane, you're also youthful, but you could pass as a as the coach. There's no – between the mustache and the 6'7", you could definitely pass as the coach. Did anybody ever think that you were the coach? No, not usually. <laughs> going to happen at some point don't you think oh, am yeah. i making this yeah. up yeah yeah with the mustache and everything he's rocking it <laughs> <laughs> all right i got to talk about heating here for a second winter is here and it's time to check your heating unit viviano has you covered it's a family owned and operated hvac company that strives to provide 
quality heating and cooling services throughout the Metro East, including Edwardsville, Collinsville, Belleville, Troy, and O'Fallon. A proud train distributor, their technicians install and service all makes and models of equipment. Whether you're looking to maintain, repair, or replace, Viviano has you covered. For service you can trust, don't hesitate to call Viviano today at 618-345-7498 or visit them online at vivianoair.com. It's hard to stop a train. All right, player of the year, 5A football player of the year, and integrity spine and joint center team of the month. And if you have a suggestion for team of the month, folks, all you got to do is email me at mespdave at gmail.com and you can hear a representative from your favorite team on this show. You're a senior this year. You're not going to be at Triad next year. What are you going to miss about playing at Triad? Uh, Obviously, I have a bunch of friends. You know, we've been playing football since we were five, six years old and the bonds that we've made is just is great. And I'm going to miss being in a locker room and working out with them off the field. So, And next year, have you finalized your plans? I'm going to Northern Illinois to play football. Congratulations. Thank you. What What's Northern Illinois getting? Huh, they're getting a, a, a man, a 6'7", 320-pound man who's going to give everything he's got. He's super smart, intelligent. He's going to ask questions. He's going to lead it as he gets around the program more. He's going to become a leader. Um, he's going to be looked up to by his peers, and he's going to put everything he's got into it. What are you looking forward to most? At Northern Illinois University, uh, making again making great bonds with my teammates, and I've, I went up, I was up there this weekend, and just the O line room in general, they all seem to like mesh well together, and, and like enjoy enjoy each other's company. So I'm definitely looking for that, looking forward to that. And coaches have already promised you O line is where they're going to put you. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna play offensive tackle up there, right or left. Uh, I I've, I've played right all my life, so and I'm not like I've I played left guard last year a little bit. It was all right, but I don't think I could play left tackle. I just, it's not, I'm not more, I'm not as technically sound as I am on the right side. I think those left tackles make the most money, though. Oh, all tackles make money. That Kansas City tackle makes some good money. Yes, he does. Well, keep that in mind. And you know what? With the number of kids from this area that I watched on the Red Zone channel yesterday, is that a goal for you? Oh, it definitely is, 100%. Always been something that you thought about as playing on Sundays? Oh, yeah. I've I just watched him on TV. It's always been a, a dream of mine. What will it take for this kid to get there, Coach? Uh, the work ethic. Um, you have to put in. You don't realize that once you're there that everyone else is just as good as athlete as you are. Um, but the amount of work that you have to put in to pass those people up is you have to outwork them. Um, and you have to put the time in the film room and the weight room and outwork them and uh, make yourself ahead of everyone else who's just as athletic, just as smart, and has just the God-given ability that you do. You work with quite a few professional athletes. You and I have talked at least once to a major league pitcher. Yep, pitcher. Jeff Hartley. Yep. Who's doing good things. Very good. What will he he have to do to keep his body healthy? I mean, the the gambit of things that's going on nowadays in the recovery world is unbelievable. I mean, from yoga – which for years was kind of like people like, yeah, right, you know, but yoga, um, obviously, you know, staying mobile, whether it be adjustments, whether it be soft tissue therapy, whether that be massage, um, you know, you can get into saunas, uh, you know, ice baths are, are kind of a big thing right now. Uh, people do an ice bath, which I remember even 20 some years ago when I played football, like we did ice baths, right? I mean, coaches, you, you know how that is, but it's becoming a pretty big thing now. 
And just, you know, watching your food habits, watching your, you know, supplementation, all those aspects, um, sleep patterns. I mean, there's, there's different things you can wear nowadays to help with your sleep. I know there's even some of the, it started really big with golf when they wore like the, I think they call it a whoop, W-H-O-O-P. You wear it on your wrist and it like gives you like a recovery score. And so depending upon, you know, what he did that day, it'll tell him, hey, you need to do this or you need to do that. I think uh, the wow. Apple Watch does something similar. So I'll just all those aspects are just going to be things you're going to have to do to stay ahead in the game. And I think with you being six seven, over three hundred pounds, you probably haven't had to think about those things as much as as other people because you've had all this natural talent, this natural size. But you're going to be competing with guys that are as big as you moving forward, and you're going to have to get your edge through the through the training and the recovery and the diet. How important has diet been for you up to this point? It's been it's been important, but I I usually eat decently well like throughout the season and stuff. I could definitely clean that up though, in my opinion. Probably helps you that you go from football to basketball mm-hmm. too. Does your body change when you go from one sport to another? Uh a little bit. I've lost about ten pounds since the season ended, and just like more mobile and I can run better on the court, so have you seen this kid play basketball? I have. Does I, he play I think basketball? I was there opening night against Springfield. That, yeah, the opening night I was there. Yeah, he beats it around. We got a bunch of bas- or football guys that are trying to play basketball, and it's a physical game once in a while. It was the other young man that I had on here too to remind me what his name was. He was on. He's a football guy that plays basketball too. Blonde headed kid. Oh, Owen Droy was here. Yeah, Isaac yeah. does. Donnie Becker. We have a lot of multi sport athletes at Troy, and that's why we like it. And I think your quarterback yep. also is yep. a, is a basketball he player. Does. We we have a bunch. That's cool. So he plays basketball like a football player. He doesn't play football like a basketball yeah, player. Yeah, most of our uh, football guys that play basketball, are, there are more football guys out there making it a football a football. Well, that's what you want. Yeah, that's what we want. Try to get some more of those basketball guys on the football field now too. Any ideas of what you want to study? Uh, I haven't decided, but I'm like business and finance, something in that realm. Sounds good. Now, did you say he's got a bro- you got a brother? Yeah, also? I have a brother that's two years older than me. Okay, he went through the football program as well. And what's he doing now? He's in the uh, University of Alabama Huntsville studying aerospace engineering. Smart kid. Yeah, a smart su- family. Super smart. You work on him too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little bit? Yep. Okay, well, congratulations on the Mespy and you. all the pancakes and the impending good fortune at Northern Illinois University. I think it's going to be a great fit. Me You're going to. You gonna go up there and watch this kid play football? I mean, I would love to. It'd be it'd be phenomenal. I mean, we'll, we'll have to figure it out. See what we can do. <laughs> and you're gonna and you're gonna be seeing Dr. Langston when you come home on breaks to probably uh, to, yeah. to, to keep you <laughs> to keep you in good <laughs> in good shape. You're gonna miss this guy next year. We we know it's gonna be uh it's gonna be different. Is his absence gonna change the way you guys play? Are you going to change? Like, were there some things that you did because you knew you had an I mean, all-state? Yeah, we knew we how good he was on the right side, and we, we ran right because of it, and we didn't care. I actually looked it up before we were coming here how many times we ran outside zone this time or to his side, and we averaged 6.5 yards per carry when we ran outside zone to the right. So, yeah, and we only really ran it to the right. So we're going to have to change some things, but um, it'll be next guy up. But it's going to be hard to fill those shoes because how special he was. He's got the size, obviously, but what are the other things he has that makes him a special player? I mean, his length, um, his intelligence level, his uh, his footwork has improved so much. He's getting better every single week. I mean, from last year to this year, how much he's improved 
uh, was just amazing. Um, it's just amazing how much one person could go from last year to this year and improve that much. He was our most improved player voted on by his teammates this year. Wow. Congratulations Thank to you. you. That's a that's a nice award. You know, improvement's the greatest form of success. Yep. Right? Well, congratulations to you on all that success. I can't let you get out of here before you update our listeners. How is the new how are the new digs? Oh man, the new building's awesome. Uh we've been in there about a year and a half now. And uh, you know, just gave us more space, more more feasibility, a few other things we didn't have at the other office and of course it's a beautiful space. You know, we love we love the the better look, like I said, bigger and and uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, we're we're doing what we can to help out all the local athletes and and all the you know grandmas and <laughs> everybody yeah. under the sun. All right, folks, if you're looking for the best chiropractor in the area, go see Dr. Arthur Langston at Integrity Spine and Joint Center. Throw the phone number out there for our folks. Yeah, six one eight six six seven eight one zero zero. Coach Pottis, once again, thanks for coming on this show. Lane Manasmith, did I say it right? Monasmith. Monasmith. I'll I'll keep working on it, yeah, I promise. I don't a, want you angry at me. It's a tough I last name. Can't wait to watch you play next year at Northern. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for listening to the show, and huge thanks to our guests, Linda Ames, Jim Helton, Elena Ryback, Jake Peel, Max Weber, Lane Monasmith, Coach Pottist, Dr. Langston, for partners, Cassins Chrysler, Dodge Jeep and Ram, Callaway Home Loans, Keller Williams Marquis, the Blasting Game Group, Integrity Spine and Joint Center, Front Office, Fiduciary Network, Oak Brook Golf Club, Viviano Heating and Air Conditioning, and Wang Gang Asian Eats, and for associate producer Keaton Anderson, thank you for listening to the Metro East Sports Podcast, talking all things sports in the Metro East. Metro East.